Words met. Whatever happened to the dream you had when you said, One day I'm gonna be so high in the sky, I'm gonna be no different from a bird's kiss. I'm a pilot. I got so much compassion in my heart, and in this lifetime, I'm gonna help as many people as I can because I'm a nurse. The whole world's gonna know about me, and everybody's gonna hear my name because I am a star. I'm gonna help build the best houses with the best foundations and the best buildings in the world in this lifetime because I'm an architect and that's who I am. See at the time that your vision took flight, you took pictures of what you wanted to be and you placed them on the wall of your bedroom because in your mind you were so convinced that you could become that and so much more. And now, Capital 263. Right, welcome to the Career Port. Uh, brought to you by Career Zimbabwe, where we talk about careers, career transitions, career development, and we share every bit of career information that we can give to you. And today we have an interesting topic called My Career After Student Activism. So we're trying to, the ultimate thing is, we're trying to build that bridge um, between the employers and students who are involved in activism from tertiary institutions to say, can their actions or what they're involved in, at least they're still at school, affect their prospects of being employed um, after they graduate? So to better talk about this discussion, we have two um, incredible comrades in the house. So ladies first, you can, comrade, you can actually introduce yourself, even if you're saying you're not comrade. <laughs> I'm Shalene. Mrs. Shalene. Yeah. I'm Shalene. All right. And? I'm an author and uh, I love politics. I love development mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm about to launch my second book, Beyond Politics, on Friday, the 2nd of February, this Friday. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm Makumborero of Sivisha. I'm no longer interested in politics. Uh, but I'm former sector for academic and legal affairs at the University of Zimbabwe, and also former sector general in the University of Zimbabwe, SRC. Then I also represented the students at the national level, and I'm former Zimbabwe National Students Union sector general. This is this is a man of many accolades, <laughs> <laughs> many former, <laughs> oh many former accolades. Yeah. No, that's fine. But I think maybe from you, Comrade Marco, um, what has been the or what what is the actual importance of student activism at tertiary institutions or in the life of students actually? <laughs> yeah, uh, student activism in the life of a student. I think uh, if you check, uh, most of students they. Uh, the uh, young people with young minds learning something new, facing the world. When enter teacher institution, no, no longer be learning just the theory like we used to get the primary or secondary or high school. You will now be uh, getting to know the real world, the real concepts, mm-hmm. economics, uh, politics, religion, languages. Uh, what happens in international level, international level. So, activism is more of, you will be uh, carving yourself into uh, maybe the person whom you want to be according to what you are learning 
to how you are now feeling the world in the practical sense. If you believe in an idea to do with various things, to do with either socialism, communism, capitalism, it will be seen by how you respond, firstly to the issues to do with how you are within the community of bright minds who come from all corners of the country, how your relations are with the administration that will be administered in you over at the institution, how you are responding to policies that are being imposed over by the government, mm-hmm. and how you really want maybe, if it's us, what you envision, what you really want. And so it will be more of you, if a desired reality or a desired situation that you want as a student, for example, things to do with even issues to do with education for all as a policy, as a design. Mm-hmm. And then also the government coming in with these policies. Then I think student activism would be more of how you'll be responding to what the forces of the powers that be will be influencing your environment, your situation, and how you are responding in terms of going towards what you want, going towards your desired beliefs, going towards your desired principles going towards uh, the world that we have uh, designed for yourself true to what you're learning. And uh, there will be difficulties, there will be shortcomings. So also part of being a student activist is just do the resilience towards going for a goal and to be defined by either that resilience or a lack of it. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. So, Shalin, you, you don't want to be defined as a comrade. <laughs> but so... <laughs> I, I just so before maybe before Marco would answer, how then do you get to be uh, to get the title comrade or not? Uh, you know when when you are into student activism. But I would want to believe that Charlene, you are involved in politics, maybe one way or the other. Mm-hmm. But how are you? How how have you been involved in student politics? But at the same time, uh, or as a student activist, but at the same time, not taking the label. Comrade. I think what you would want to ask me is um, how I've managed to be concerned about politics but not being directly involved with it. Um, there's, there's an approach. I think people um, react to the way to situations differently. Um, we've got people like Marco, right? who would um, put on placards, you know, and go and tell them, you know, stand up and say what you're doing is not right and do that. And then there are people like me who would prefer to take another approach, which is um, let's find out what the problem is. Let's propose a solution and uh, let's sit down and see the way forward. Because So does it mean the likes of Marco don't even sit down to see what the problem is? Most of With the, their format. Um, what happens is that um, initially they see the problem, you get it. Yeah. And they also see the solution. Mm-hmm. But I think um, in, in the, um, I don't know the word for this, but in all that um, business and all that shouting and, and, you know, all the activism that will be going on mm-hmm. in, in its, all its goodness, 
I think there comes a point where it comes more of complaining than a way of solution proposing. And it has somehow become a way of shooting ourselves in the foot more than actually sitting down and saying, you know, let's work this way forward. But I would not totally dismiss activism as an instrument which is not useful because there are some people who just don't pay attention unless you do something that is totally, um, should I say, something that is... Yeah, something that Marco would do. <laughs> <laughs> and what is that? Comrade Marco, what would you do? Yeah, you know, I think, uh, it's true. There are some people who wouldn't listen. You get it. Mm-hmm. There are some components that um would need for people to raise up and actually show the world, you know what, we are done with you. We, we, we don't want this. We don't want that. But there's always a phase where you have to tell, is, is this approach useful for the next generation? Is it How is it going to impact? Is it going to bring a change? And maybe that's where people like me come in who say, let um, people like Marco do the activism and we'll be the brains behind them. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so these guys don't have the brains, actually. <laughs> no, they so do. Marco, they Marco. have the action. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, this is uh, turning out to, to be more of a... Yeah. But however, uh, what do you believe? You know, it's uh, the approach, you know, what you use. The, the 3D approach. Mm-hmm. Uh, dialogue. Dialogue does not bring out the desired results. We debate. If debate does not bring out the desired outcomes, we demonstrate. demonstrate. <laughs> 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 so, the uh, issues that mostly student activism is involved about is to do with academic freedoms. It's mm-hmm. to do with uh, access to education for all. The academic freedoms is more for what I call it a bit political. Education for all, it's more of the socio-economic part. So, uh, the life of a student is very short. You know, there's a semester. Mm-hmm. We are being told that, no, we are not getting into the lecture room if you don't pay for fees. And mm-hmm. then you say, yeah, no, let's uh, negotiate. And you to negotiate for, you know, you are already missing lectures. So there's no time for that much negotiation. Or we are being told that, no, you do not pay for fees, so you're not sitting into the exam for tomorrow. Would you wait for maybe a two-week uh, negotiation period when the exam is tomorrow? Obviously, you'll be forced what? to demonstrate. demonstrate. And most of the time, it's right. <laughs> and I want to give special reference to the 17th of November. It was the... 18th. 17th. 18th. When did Robert resign? <laughs> resigned on the 18th. Oh, it, the demonstration was on the 18th. 18th. Yeah, he resigned on the 18th, on the 20th. 20th. Right, it was the 21st, right? 21st. Yeah. So, but if you check... All the people they demonstrated on the 18th, nothing happened. On the 20th, students demonstrated. The following day, Robert resigned. (laughs) (laughs) All right, before we get into that debate, yeah, exactly. I I think let's because today we're talking about you know my career after student activism and the third D that you talked about that we you know we dialogue, uh, we debate, then we demonstrate. Yeah, now to say. If maybe if for Charlene, if she uses dialogue and debating, um, her prospects for employment after graduation may seem better than the one who demonstrates. Because the employer is saying, can I really hire Marco, who has led three, four successful demonstrations at the University of Zimbabwe, and I want this young man to come and work for me at, at Delta. Will he not lead the whole company again <laughs> to demonstrate against um, to demonstrate against me? So my question now is, how has been the um, the life of your fellow comrades 
after right. they've graduated in the employment sector. All right. Hey, I think I want to give mention to uh, Professor Oliver Kuseni Mtambara. I want to give a reference to the likes of Dr. Plan Samchia. I want to give reference to the likes of Honorable Nelson Chamisa. I want to give reference to the likes of Honorable Tindabit. I want to give reference to the likes of Mlungi Situwe, who's working for Econet. I want to give reference to the likes of Fifi Tikwede, who's working with Zimbabwe Women Rights Organization, Sim Rights. These are people who have managed to transition. Of course, there are also other examples of other companies who failed to transition, but uh, after student activism, there's always that need to self-discipline, to know that I'm moving from this level to another level. I used to play in Division 1, I'm now going to the Champions League. Mm-hmm. I just want to ask, so, does it mean that um, demonstration is Division 0 or something? <laughs> no, it's, it's about levels. No. Okay. <laughs> it's about no. levels, but... So in, yes, yeah, it's about levels in terms of... Because when you're a student activist, there are some things that you may do which are considered unruly. But simply being beautiful, simply being a student activist, like as she's saying, she was saying demonstrations are... It's done by those who are brain. They are the brains behind. I didn't mm-hmm. say I that. Always, <laughs> You're quoting you my words the wrong way. <laughs> I can always tell you that. I said it's another form. Right, you right. know, it's of, of it's another form of showing your plea, depending on the circumstance. But yeah. then there are those who prefer the alternative. Exactly, which you is get that it. being the brains behind. Exactly, which doesn't mean you guys don't <laughs> have does? the brains. Ah, no, it no, right. means that you guys are the no. actions. It's now semantics, all right. All yes, right. So what I'm trying to say is, there is another level where the type of advocacy to, where a certain level of radicalism will not be mitigation, but will actually be a defense. No, I'm a student. I'm demanding this. But when you are now in the professional setups, it's a, a bit different. We are now into employment. There are systems and uh, sort of rules and regulations that you have to go through. And obviously, you will be older. And obviously, more professionalism will be needed. But now, Marco, <laughs> I think we have had one of our politicians putting an apology saying that I was a young man. <laughs> yeah. And I did one, two, three. Yeah. Then in that apology, I think he's actually saying the other young guys, the youth is, can actually come up now and say, we are sorry, we were young. So can everyone now continue just saying, we were young, that's why we did this. Because we are, you are now, all right, you are, you are develop or you are creating a legacy. Give, Going back to the examples you have given of these um, activists who are, we have transitioned, you know, the Chamisas, the Beatis, and the Mutambaras, and the other ones, they, they had a track record which helped them to transition and get into the workplace. And at the same token, they are, each and every action that you take while you say a student activist is either going to make or break you when you get into the, into the industrial market. Yeah. But we cannot continue just having these excuses to say, you know, I was a young man. and Yeah, yeah he, unlike uh, that other politician's apology, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what is done in selectivism is not something regrettable, nor mm-hmm. is it something uh, which is a crime against humanity. Mm-hmm. But it's just a, a method or a mode of uh, advocacy, mm-hmm. which is rather expected at that level. Was it that level? 
there will be no systems of formal complaining. The bureaucracy, if you try to follow the bureaucracy, uh, it's not uh, realistic as per the needs of the moment. So the radicalism that is associated with student activism, it's actually very, very, very necessary. Actually, one would have to be required to apologize for being passive when they should be radical. <laughs> <laughs> so shall you not you agree with that? Because you are the brains behind. I, that's why I say that it depends on the circumstance. You know, like I, I've seen, for example, at MSU, it comes to a point where students want to write exams. And, um, you know, with the economic situation in Zimbabwe, the, the tertiary institution knows that uh, people can't afford to pay the fees either because people are not being paid or what. But they still say that um, three quarters of the students should write exams, which doesn't make any sense. You get it? So in that mode, I think he's right. You know? There are certain things that people can keep quiet about, especially when you've tried to talk to them and they're not getting you. So I do respect Comrade Marco when it comes to this. These are the things that have to be done. If they don't listen, then you make them listen. Wow. So now, taking that same responsibility you have, can we go and have the same, take the same action when you get into the workplace? Because even if you're still a student, there are systems which are there. There are institutions, there are things that you are supposed to follow. And can you do the same when you get into a workplace environment? I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'd like to agree with Marco. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's the first uh, <laughs> um, Because um, you know what happens. Um, when, you're, when you're in a school and you practice student activism or you're writing about politics or doing something related to that nature, um, what happens is, um, why are you doing what you're doing? Most of the students are doing it because they are coming from a poor background and they're trying to still get access to education, but they can't, right? And then you go to a workplace where you find that there are systems that are not right and you have to um, sort of like address them. Now, because you've been in student activism before and you know if you act like this, people respond. Obviously, you will not demonstrate in a you will not demonstrate probably in a professional field. But what I do know is that you are equipped enough to know what to say and how to say it so that people respond to you the way you want them to. Which means you might not necessarily, um, you know demonstrate but you probably look for the constitution of the of that company because every company has got a constitution right you know that right yeah yeah and then you follow through the rules you find that most of the people who are actually in a professional class do not follow half of the stuff that they do mm -hmm. so you can use that to your advantage and you can use a professional way to do it because it's a it's a different setting it's a different um you know playground all around which means you play by a different set of rules but it's a act it's called what i would probably call silent activism you are doing it but you're not necessarily putting up placards or shouting but you're still making them know that you want certain things done and you still get them done yeah she's nailing it <laughs> i want to add when yes. you're in the workplace it's not like in exam state more web and just that's being done uh, that's why, why they are threatening so you can approach the threatening which can actually go for litigation go to the company on behalf or if you have a lawyer you can also sue the company or give them an ultimatum or even stay away it's part of a uh, professional activism but like, we, we we have had a number of demonstrations at zesa and um i think the other one was actually saying that we would i think harare was going to be you know lights out because these guys were going to demonstrate but now i go back to the point of victimization you know when you're a student activist you go you you go through victimization 
and when you go to the workplace again you are taking that mode of responsibility you know so that i will not be arrested for being passive like mako was saying but now when the time for retrenchments comes if you were that vocal person that silent activist you are the first person to go um you know um i think like um okay this is why i would say this that you need what i mean by silent activism is this you don't necessarily shoot yourself in the foot you you know there there are people who feel who want to feel respected especially in the professional space mm-hmm. you get it so you tell them what they are doing wrong by not necessarily insulting them you get it or saying something that But why is it we don't do the same when we are even student activists no this is the thing you see what happens is that somehow a student environment is more like a political environment i want to be honest with you yeah. you see when politicians are trying to put each other in place you you're not you don't use apologetic language in that sector you just tell them what they need them to if you want to tell them to sit down you tell them to sit down just as it is but when you're coming to your boss and i'm in a professional field and i'm at this and is doing something wrong i don't have to go in his face and tell him you know what dude what you're doing is wrong sit down Mm-hmm. you get it you, you go there you know I, i was thinking that if maybe we do this it might, it might not necessarily knock into his sense here and there you get it mm-hmm. but you know that it will process and you would do, definitely think about it that much i'm sure yeah marco you've gone through a number of what can i say can i call them victimization instances you've been arrested i don't know how many times uh, you have been suspended how many times i don't know but now I think now we have finished school. Have you gone for any interview and yes that history come back to haunt you or it has been a plus? Yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I've gone through many arrests in prisons and suspensions. And they yeah, I felt the the brand of that. And I'm now in my final semester too. <laughs> All right. Yeah, final semester so but I felt uh, yeah, the consequences for example the scholarship that I may want to apply or other opportunities and they say hey you've made a conviction before in the court because mm-hmm. of this and that they would say no to the conviction I managed to appeal for it that I couldn't but they say no but your record so it's now a means that my career it's now limited <laughs> there are areas where I can now risk go and get to work and there are other areas which because of the record that I have mm-hmm. I'm now limited but at the activism is also opened at the doors which I would have never managed to even know you didn't been an activist so it's 50/50 and there are no regrets there are some avenues where if they really know that they are they have that kind of oppressive uh, police they would say I know this one really is that one <laughs> <laughs> they would want to take that like Marco in mm. there <laughs> but but just just what he's saying I think I faced that in high school mm-hmm. yeah. I, I was known for being blunt so you are actually a comrade from high school yeah <laughs> <laughs> no you yeah. see okay fine I would not put on placards mm-hmm. but I would make sure that my opinion is heard Mm-hmm. And at high school, especially at my previous high school, no name not to be mentioned, there were um you know w- w- there was a system whereby you couldn't tell the person in charge exactly what was wrong even if you're doing it in a polite manner. You get. So for that even if you had qualities to become a head girl or get in the hierarchy, I remember there was, there was actually an argument between teachers and the and the administration for when I was elected as head girl and 
you know, it came to the extent that the person who was mentoring me was also a politician, apparently, at high school. So the end result was that they just made an ultimatum that Shalene should never, ever be in a top position because she will radicalize everyone. You get it? Yeah. Somehow. Not because I was putting on placards, but because I would say, you know what, what you're saying doesn't make any sense. We shouldn't do this. Why don't we do this? Mm-hmm. And that didn't work. And just in response to what Marco was saying about um, failing to access certain opportunities because of, of student activism, I think it, it comes to why why we started student activism. You know, there's no action without consequence. It, it doesn't matter whether you, even if you, you are, you, you, you're a bookworm, but some, some, some would actually say we are speaking from a position of privilege because that consequence, the negative one, it did not come um, our way. But we are want, I want to... maybe com, Marco, you have fellow comrades who have been suspended and they have been struck by, uh, what do they call it, um, uh, timeout. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so if your degree is three years mm-hmm. and you exceed... Uh, if you go up to six years without you graduating, you are, you know, it's time out. So you cannot continue with that degree. You have to take another one. So I'm saying we have fellow comrades who have gone in these lines. And you can, when you start maybe being part of activism or being an activist, you don't necessarily know how the end is going to be like. Yeah. You see, this this is a good thing that you're having this career podcast with us. I just hope a lot of people listen to it. You know, <laughs> you know why? Because there are certain things I think Zimbabwean society is ignorant about. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're ignorant about the fact that Zimbabwe is a country that has been, okay, for the last 37 years before 18 November, there were certain things that were a taboo to do, to say, uh, you know, to, to, to even feel about. You're not allowed to feel about them or even have an opinion over them. But I think the professional field in itself needs to be educated that student activism is not a, is not a crime. It's actually a right. It's the same as the right to employment that apparently we still can advocate for in Zimbabwe. You get it? Mm-hmm. The vendors can advocate that they have a right to sell in the streets because they have no form of employment. Mm-hmm. This is the same thing that student activism is facing. So which means there is some form of education that is needed for the um, business sector to know that when someone does student activism, that doesn't make them a criminal. It actually makes them a good person because they're a person who's concerned about what is happening around them. Then a person who's passive and they just follow through a stream of what is said and the rules. That person doesn't know what is wrong or what is right. You get it? They just say this is this is okay because I'm aiming. But twenty years from now, we'll be regretting everything that they've said and done. True, comrade, comrade Marco. We are they. Um, student organizations who are very keen to quickly assist students who have been suspended or arrested or who want to transition um, maybe soon after graduation and see where they can put their careers. Yeah, uh, yeah the small students, you know, if you get suspended, if you get arrested, they have mechanisms of rapid response in order to assist. But however, uh, with the situation, the claim done by the government, by the system, these opportunities are now very limited. Mm-hmm. So I think mostly for a student leader, first of student leader, you have to go through self transformation to know where you want to go, where you want to be with your life. I think most of the things, even if there are facilities, but they also used to be students solidarity trust, but it's no longer functional. So I think most of the things, even if there are institutions, what matters more? It's you coming to a point of 
maybe really analysis of your life knowing what you want to go why were you doing the activism mm-hmm. uh, want to come at a moment where you uh, regret doing that activism if you don't uh, maybe uh, discipline yourself and start uh, putting on disciplined goals to achieve whatever disciplined outcome that you want so at the end of it all comes to discipline self uh, knowledge and uh, self uh, consciousness of who you are why did you in the first place go into activism what was your end game are you doing and taking the necessary steps to make sure that you reach the end, the end game you want what you are doing now want it to make you you regret what you did before and want it uh, make you a bad example to, to be activist mm-hmm. so at the end of the day i can give you lots of names of those who really made it despite getting victimized or even expelled can also give you names of those who really were not even that much victimized but failed to make it due to self discipline and i can also equally give you names of those who never participated in student activism but never made it because of, <laughs> <laughs> because of <legal> <laughs> now now comrade you are going philosophical <laughs> but maybe to take you back um to you know when when maybe for me uh, being a career development practitioner when we talk to to uh, to students or to uh, to young people who want to choose careers the matter of parents or guardians comes in big time um maybe for me before i get i got into education i started off doing political science you know at the university of zimbabwe but i know very well that my mother was very much against it she this is 2007 2008 and i'm saying i want to go to use it and study okay. politics the, the yeah. worst time ever you could think you know yeah. to to go and do that but for me i would really want to know maybe how you as an activist you were relating with the family the times you were suspended the times you were arrested and all those other times that they were concerned is that will our child graduate and become the psychologist that he wanted to be yeah the reality is uh, yeah activism they are trying this is a trying and very difficult thing because in terms of relations yeah some broke down and some may never be repaired <laughs> yeah. And some will be repaired but they will need effort. But there comes a moment when even the family will say ah the breeding about you have been arrested you have been saying this this that they are all in the papers in the press and then they say you, you should in, have just kept quiet. Yeah. You are in, in a maximum exchange group maximum prison. Your mother goes to church the people are saying ah your son was in, is in the group what's happening. So you know the psychological pressure that they face mm-hmm. and then them having discouraged you before and then what we have before in terms of even education was it uh, there are no society some saying i know i told you you want to change yes it's going to invest back we passed but mm-hmm. i told you before look it's now suspended it's now uh, suspended for the second time Uh, he has been taken back to school but Aluke has been arrested. <laughs> Marco, how many times were you suspended? <laughs> I was twice. <laughs> collective of three years. So, so two two suspensions which come to three years. Yeah. Oh. And uh, also when my suspension was lifted, it's unfortunate I spent the first I think month and a half in prison. Oh. So it was also another loss missed. Okay. So now uh, you'd find that you like my mother she's asthmatic 
if she gets any mental upset, she easily falls into an attack. Mm-hmm. So when I first got my suspension, I I didn't tell them, but they had it through Studio 7 in the papers. <laughs> they called and said, I know we heard about this case. I said, I know, don't worry, I saw it out. My lawyers have said the thing now, I'm not big at school. I was lying because <laughs> I didn't want it to get that straight out. Okay. So, but it did. Also, its consequences. Because my conscience, I couldn't ask her for school fees. I couldn't ask her for money to pay rent. I couldn't ask her for money for food. Because I knew that if she later on found out that, finds out that I was lying, I should be double stressed. <laughs> so it was also a moment of hardship mm-hmm. where I had to find my own means about it. Even uh, it was uncharted territory, especially that young in age. So, yeah, it was very problematic. And there would also come relatives who would be against you. And I uh, you know in family there are scoppers. It is in, yeah, some would say, I know we found a spot to get you on. So, yeah, it's, uh, it was very, it's, it's very tight, it's very tough. Charlene, this is what you were running from. Not to be that vocal person so that you are silent and you maintain the relations around you? Um, I, I don't think um, it was necessarily a matter of me being silent. I'm not a silent person. I think you know that better. I just have a different way of addressing things. Mm-hmm. Um, somehow, Mako, I just felt like I really respect you right now after I heard that you got arrested so many times. Um, you know, I, I think this is a cause for concern for, for people who are in activism. For, for youths who are, who are advocating for political office or those who have an opinion in matters of politics, yeah. that um, <clears throat> we need to come to a point where we actually create a platform or an, an awareness means, like the same way you're doing with, with career podcast or even hold an event to make awareness of the positions of these young people who do activism in terms of um, their access to careers and the kind of things they suffer from. It's actually, you know, a thing that we can, that's why people like me are there now, you know, to create documents on it, to create researches on it and invite these um, heads of institutions and make them aware and reasonable to such an extent where they understand that um, it's not necessarily because these people want to fight against them, you get it. These are systems that are also hindering them from going where they want to go. In so, in your in mm, your new book, sorry, mm, in your new book, mm, um, Beyond Politics, do you cover students' um, student activism? No, I don't cover students' activism, but I do cover collective responsibility. Okay. Collective responsibility encompasses that everyone has a role to play in development. Mm-hmm. And when I'm thinking, just when Marco was talking about, um, you know, his failure to get food, um, being suspended for a month and being arrested, something in my head just tripped that, you know, we need to find a platform that all these people that have been, um, you know, understood in activism, um, we gather people that are linked to their areas for them to access careers. And we actually, you know, mentioned kind of things these guys go through and what can be done, you know, to make sure that their access to employment becomes easier. Um, issues regarding their, you know, food and res and, you know, all their stuff at university, at tertiary institute. This is actually a cause of concern that an area that the person could, we should write about, we should talk about and you should make an awareness you know, in our awareness sector, pal. Marco, coming back to, to what you said before about having criminal records, you know, I think that's why we don't have um, people in accounts or finance becoming student activists because if you are a student and you are an accountant and you are involved in activism, the very moment you get a conviction, yeah. the very moment you get a conviction, 
you will never work anywhere else using your accounting degree because not every employer would would you know would accept that or they would not have accepted you at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would not want the criminal to teach you things. But even if you had cleared it out with the um, with yeah. uh, with the authorities, maybe maybe just coming to to a closing to the discussion. Um, cause for concern, uh, maybe why in the first place that we had to think about about you know having a discussion on my career after student activism. It's, it's because activism gives life to democracy in one or the other mm-hmm. it's a place where students are being formed to be responsible this is civic engagement it's needed in each and every sector but because of victimization because of these convictions because maybe of the misunderstanding by the employers um you know of what student activists do what they stand for and what they can you know um add to to an organization that to gap now um like Mich- um um Shalino was saying to say we now need to have um discussions bring people together people talk about these things and see the key importance of activism or of the activists even in the um even in the workplace but i still find it tough though um the relations part you know last um <laughs> um I think the uh, the last podcast we did was if you can't find a spouse or a partner who supports your career stay single. How has been that for you? Uh, for me it's difficult. <laughs> I want a girlfriend who was supportive. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Shalini, you're laughing. I, I know, I know. I just had to the way you said it. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know what it is? Uh-huh. I, I was out of prison for a central man prison. Well, I spent three weeks there. Then she came. She actually lied to your mom, saying, "I know I want to go and practice steps for my friend's wedding." Blah blah blah. So she came and she was staying in the friend's house. So the day she came, I was just out of prison, and I said, "I know I should put a law on demonstrations for now." And she had planned to come for a month. But then you know what happened? The next thing. I found myself holding a placard outside court. Some comrades had been arrested and been brutalized. <laughs> so I found myself again holding a placard saying, I'm free, your style is free, students in Mkabi, stop victimizing students. Mm-hmm. Then I found myself being arrested. Again? I, she had come into a riot, not seen me. I was, I, was, I was supposed to see her later on in the afternoon. That was in the morning. Got arrested, put in Chikurubu for over a month, and she had come here for a month. So <laughs> she spent a month. Well, yeah, I was in Harare when you were still in prison. <laughs> 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 so now, uh, yeah, yeah, I understand that she left. <laughs> but now, yeah, I, I think I read about that issue when you said when you were talking of issues too with spouse mm. that supports your career. So now, yeah, it's a complex issue. What can you say in this regard? Sure, someone yes, you are supportive, but. And then <laughs> you guys definitely need a woman to say something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. I, I, I think for both sides, for male and female, especially for our age or youth and whatever, um, there is love when things are still normal when you're going out on dates and, and doing whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the reality, for example, you want to launch a book. 
You get it. <laughs> you, you've got all those expenses and they're turning up on you. Yeah. You get it. Um, it's it's a little bit like like Marco's situation. You know, you you get there and you know you you need help somehow. So I think um, Marco's girlfriend got in, not really realizing what the person she's dating is. You get it, mm-hmm. and not accepting it that you know because it's it's if if you date a president, you gotta act like a first lady. You know, even if people say bad stuff about him, you still gotta keep up your face like a first lady. And I don't think she was prepared for that. So, Marco, the next time you pick a girl, make yeah. sure she understands that dude. You're always gonna pick up a placard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I do now. It's like the girl says, "I go and cook it." Hey, make, make sure you cook <laughs> about me, and make sure you know that I'm always gonna pick up a placard. <laughs> but the extent yeah. of the consequences always blow our minds away when the situation, you know, when the situation comes at the moment. No, it does blow your mind away when it happens at first. You see, one thing I like about situations is that when they happen at first, they break you, right? Mm-hmm. But in the process of breaking you, they make you stronger. Yeah. You get it? So even if Marco finds the next person, he's not looking for a person to support him. Dude, he's the kind of a guy, okay, fine, he's the kind of person I am. I'm just looking for a person who's going to come with me on the journey. But the thing is, in that journey, he he's still gonna go whether someone is there with him or not. Yeah. People like that are like that. That's I the way I, I think, can say. I think you guys, you can, um, you know. Definitely not. <laughs> 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 but maybe Marco, um, in preparation for the self-discipline and self-actualization you're talking about for activists, what is it that um, you have been leading um, the student activism uh, groups? Um, recently what is it that you have seen that students have to do differently totally as in preparing them for um for 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 the careers after they graduate what is what is it that they should do totally different yeah in zimbabwe or the world over mm-hmm. there are new opportunities for the young generation especially in zimbabwe we are not a developed country there are dispensations coming in we thought they would end soon and the new rule coming in. But however, <laughs> that's okay. up for debate. So. <laughs> <laughs> but however, in terms of our economy, I think uh, students, we need to really uh, take advantage of our exposure mm-hmm. uh, to internet, for exposure to even things like uh, careers Zimbabwe, this initiative you're taking. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very innovative and uh, interesting thing where it uh, inspires people and students especially to take advantage to of, of these things which are now there mm-hmm. in terms of technology in terms of new avenues of, to acquire knowledge and access knowledge easily to transform and develop ourselves into more uh, useful employees into more innovative uh, parts and members of organizations I ain't talking about the brain. I wasn't joking. <laughs> <laughs> so, Shalin, what is it that the employers, the current human resources managers should know and have the different... What What is the vintage point they should have when they are being approached by, you know, prospective employees, but we have gone through student activism at a certain point in time? I love that education doesn't necessarily mean you're intelligent. You know that, right? Yeah. So I feel like um, the professional sector needs to come a point where they actually read Marco's document. And I, I think the, the police actually spell out, you know, who, what he was arrested for. 
yeah. you get it mm -hmm. and they know they've come from systems of university they're, they're not coming from alien universities they know the stuff that is happening there they probably half of them are, are still paying fees for their varsity or they didn't access their results or something like that you get it so i think the professional sector needs to come upon which accepts that activism as a student is not a criminal it's not a it's not a criminal offense you mm -hmm. get it yeah because you they are doing it for the students i don't think anyone enjoys getting arrested not yeah. for any reason i don't think anyone enjoys you know i don't even think they're doing it for fame for that fact yeah. because i'm sure there's some things that happen in prison that i, I definitely don't want to know about but i'm sure there are a lot of things that happen in there <laughs> and mark is laughing there are a lot of things that happen because i've i've shared experiences with these guys with people like ostalos and you know when they're talking so these people were through a lot of things there was victimization kuroa and stuff like that you get it those are not someone enjoys that, that is not stuff that someone enjoys doing. Mm -hmm. So the professional sector needs to come a point where they recognize that student activism is not a criminal offense, but rather it's human rights defense. You get it? And if they actually see someone who can stand up for people's rights, especially in the they are applying for a job, you know, I think they should actually, they should, those people should be the first people they consider because these are people who are proactive. These are people who are reactive. These are people who are goal-oriented. These are people who say if they know something that is wrong in the company, they're going to help you address it. Then if you pick a person who, you know, who's just got a degree and some distinctions, even if they see something wrong in your company, they're going to say, you know what, that is not my problem. Somebody's going to address it. But someone like Marco is proactive, is goal-oriented. Mm -hmm. And in some way, they in their head, they are saying, I want to find a solution. You get it? it? It might not be here and now, but there has to be a solution to this problem. So, and it makes use of the three Ds. Exactly. You know, they, <laughs> they make use of those three Ds. So they shouldn't take it in a negative light, but rather they should actually look at it in a positive light. Because I don't think you ever find any people or any more people as active or as oriented or as solution bearers as activists. I think it's actually good that you also read um, the person I'm co-launching with, um, Koda's book, uh, Aluta Continua, The Struggle Continues. It's about activists. You know, the role they play, the kind of things they go through in jail, in prison and what. That kind of a book will make people see that it's not it's not a matter of fame. It's about getting things done. I think if you watch Ivan Mawari speaking about water or something, you can feel that th this guy isn't doing it for fame. He's concerned and he's saying if somebody, if nobody's going to do it, then I'm going to do it. Yeah. All right. Comrade Marco, your, your last words. My last words is that uh, if there are... Uh, in human circumstances and situations, if there are unjust laws, every noble man should resist and disobey. And uh, there are no time reasons for regrets. And uh, an individual can shape their destiny if they remain committed to the core. And uh, there are no excuses. Actually, no amount of excuses can justify failure in one's life, whether professional or activism. And you can't uh, really blame a, a, a victimization during activism. You can use them to justify your failure later on in your professional life. Because human beings, we are dynamic and we are not uh, permanent uh, beings in terms of our character or our fortunes or our exploits with all the time and all the opportunities to transform ourselves into something better, something more innovative, something uh, useful to be part of any institution or organization. And uh, yeah, so people should uh, really make use of less excuses 
and also be open to opportunities, especially for soft development. And they should. I think. Uh, I think it's you, right? Statement that the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the main thing is, is to, to keep, keep the, the main thing the main, the main thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. No, no, you remind me of Pastor Shuesha. Do not major the minor. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Never major in minor. So minor in major. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shalin, your last words. Plus, please also speak about your book. Um, beyond politics is basically saying is it saying what um, you know, Marco and the other student activists are saying. Beyond politics, beyond bureaucracy, beyond rules and regulations, they're just people who want to wake up in the morning, get my money from the bank, go to work, make sure my school, my kids are safe and fine, I can access a job. You know, it's it's. I think we have we have really turned down this whole political thing into a into a power thing, and we've forgotten that it's about people. If you have ever read through the Zim Asset, you know that you're wondering. Or something like that. You get it? Because it's it's it comes to a point where you start questioning the humanity of the people who are making the laws. You get it? So I think uh, beyond politics is simply saying that beyond all these things that we think matter, what actually matters is the people and the life. And um, my last words are that um, we need to change our mindset. And it might not be today, it may not be in two years, but... We definitely need to do something about the way we look at people who have done student activism. They are not criminals, and they're people that instead, um, you, you know, the, the way um, um, people in the liberation struggle look at them, each other, they look at each other as heroes. They are the ones who started that hero thing. So, to the youth out there, if they don't, if we don't celebrate our own, no one is going to celebrate them. If we don't honor our own. No one is gonna honor them if you're not gonna change the mindsets of the people who are above to 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 look at them like people who are goal-oriented, people who've got solutions. No one is gonna do that for us, and it's time that we move along with them. Probably not by raising placards as they do, but in whatever capacity that we have, let's pay, make people recognize that it's not a criminal to stand up for. The, it's not a criminal offense to stand up for the rights of people. Wow, nicely placed. Um, so. My career after student activism, um, this I think um, some issues are going to be hard, difficult. Consequences are going to come. Uh, victimization, uh, the questions of employers' trust, uh, hiring an activist, uh, the work, what type of workplace activism should you get into when you transition? Suspicions at schools, maybe suspicions at work as well. Yeah. <laughs> then criminal records are going to follow you all the way. Then to say also to bridge the gap, to say these employers and the student activists should have a forum, should have an open space mm. to talk, yeah. discuss, you know, hear what student activists um, are saying about what they are doing and what they are possi- what they can possibly do when they get into the, into the workplace. And at the same time, the employer also saying, even if you're an activist, this is what I want. This is what I want to see. This is what I expect. So we look forward to, you know, having these more these and more discussions, creating more of these platforms and make sure that maybe our activists can also get uh, supportive spouses and partners. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, thank you very much for listening. Um, my name is Paddington Nundu. Um, this career pod has been brought to you by Career Zimbabwe in partnership with Capital 263, where we are free to say it 
and free to do it. So, see you next time. And now, and now. Capital 263.